Hey, listener, thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, you are getting our thoughts on the Terminator Dark Fate trailer, Robert Pattinson playing Batman, details on the Falcon Winter Soldier show for Disney+, and the trailers for the new season of Black Mirror. Geek Mooner! Plus, comments and questions from the Jock and Nerd Nation, and a whole bunch more. All of this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Funny. Disturb it. Hey there, listener, what's up? Thanks for joining us this week, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, your one-stop shop for comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And that dusty felty over there, that's the T1 felty. <laughs> it's the felty version of a Terminator. It's Rug Rugminator. Rug Boy, how are you? Come with me if you want to lint. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See? Nailed it. I threw it out there, and he lands it perfectly. Did we even see Arnold in the trailer? Uh, for like Good. half a second. We did. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll Jeez. get to that. Jeez, you jump. He, I understand. We're going to get to the news. Well, you made the reference, asshole. I know. It's I'm setting up the theme of the show a little bit. Oh, okay. you know, I was kind of teasing it in. But look, we well, we know we want to get to the content. We're going to get right to the content. But first, <laughs> I want to encourage any new listeners, anyone who's turned this on for the first time, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Because, boy, we put out a lot of content uh, this week. Talking nerd. Yes, yeah. we did. Everyone stepped up to do extra, starting with an emergency Game of Thrones review. Uh, we gathered the troops, got that out uh, as soon as we could. That was great. And then, Anthony, uh, you put out another couple hours of content <laughs> shortly yeah, after. another two hours of uh, spinoff show, this time with uh, Jason Dutch, my friend from Voice from the Underground. Shout oh, I got to listen to that. It's good. I just listened to it. Shout out. VFU. Then you're getting this show, but not only that, I feel like every day I've either been recording or editing some kind of podcast every day this week because I do Trivia Geeks on Wednesdays, and this show comes out every Sunday without fail, and also on Sunday, new episodes of Trivia Geeks, the podcast trivia game show that I host. So between all of that, that's like six to seven hours of free entertaining audio content. Oh, shit. Listener for you, free. We ain't even going to make you pay for it. No. Nope. You could just get it. But you have to subscribe. Then it comes to you. Subscribe to Trivia Geek. Subscribe to the show. Uh, and you'll get all that stuff. Hope you're enjoying it. Let's get to the news. You the Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. All right. Since Rugs blew up the spot about the first thing we're going to talk about, uh, let's talk about the new trailer for the sixth Terminator movie, officially titled Terminator Dark Fate. This one. Produced by James Cameron, uh, written by Goyer, 
David S. Goyer yeah. and directed by Tim Miller. This is the movie that is the direct sequel or, or uh, third part to the first two movies. They are ignoring Terminators 3, 4, and 5. And the exciting selling point was... The funny thing is yeah. all those movies actually ignore 3, 4, and 5. Each consecutively are trying to be... Tra- or, uh, sequels to the only number two. They kept so. branching, uh, kind of like a. These are all splintered yeah. timelines. Yeah, yeah. Like, kept, one would say they kept trying to start something and it failed, and they're like, "Well, let's go back and, and split her off here." And we have not had a good Terminator movie since Terminator Two. Terminator yeah. Three was okay, but it's not. It's not really that. It doesn't hold up to the. There standard. was a badass female Terminator, and uh, you know that John Connor was pretty. They good. tried it. Yeah. They tried it. They tried it. They said, "Okay, let's put a, a female as the main." Uh, Terminator in the movie, and they gave it a shot. And then Gen Gen Y size, where you actually have Arnold, sort of. Oh no, you he's in him. it. He's in there. He's in it. And it also kind of. Uh, you also had. Oh, go ahead. Well, you had Amelia Clark. You had Daenerys. You did. As Sarah, you Connor. had Salvation before that, right? And you had Salvation, which, in my opinion, was the one with the most potential. Yeah. Until I realized that Mick G was directing it, and then uh, yeah, that wasn't very good either. Do you think what's the worst one out of those five? Is it Genoisis oh. or Salvation? That's a tough call, isn't it? I think Salvation is the worst <laughs> yeah, one. But Genoisis is Genoisis. Genoisis is also just a mess. I mean, they're they're all entertaining in their own way, but they're not they're not up to the the first two. No, they're not up to the James Cameron Terminator. I remember Comedy. when I got out of Salvation, I was like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> and like, then when I got out of Genesis, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I get what they tried to do, but I'm not really sure that I like it." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably about right. I know that Salvation I was super pumped about because Christian Bale was in it. I remember seeing the trailer for the first time when The Dark Knight came out. I was going, oh my God, this is Terminator and they're doing the war with Skynet, what I wanted to see. And then they just completely fell. It was so exciting in the trailer. And I mean, you had the most incredible breakdown on set, the most incredible audio. It's the best part. It's the best part of that movie. Of that movie is is him freaking out about the guy walking (laughs) in front of him. It's distracting. Yeah. Be a fucking professional. Well, look, this one, the big selling point was Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor after 27 years. That's different. This <laughs> is a little bit different. Let's, Rugs, what did you think of uh, this first trailer uh, with Gabriel Luna as a really weird new Terminator? Well, the the woman in the trailer, who's the, the female Terminator. Mackenzie uh, something? Yeah, I really liked her from Halt and Catch Fire. Ah, that's where she was. From. She's uh, from there. She's one of the uh, main programmers. Mackenzie Davis, also known for a Black Mirror episode, Blade Runner 2049. She was in The Martian. She was in San Junipero, I believe. Yeah, she was in the San Junipero Black Mirror. Absolutely. Yeah, Uh, so she's kind of like, she's like a tall, and she looks in this movie like she's a little bit ripped. And uh, that's cool. Like, I I like her acting. She's a good actress. So I'm excited to see her in an action role. Yeah. And, uh... This looks interesting. I don't know if it's going to be the the Terminator we expect. I don't know what Arnold's role in this is. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Anthony comments. What'd you think? I'm a bit more critical of this. Um, This is a movie no one's asking for. (laughs) We've failed three times. And we're now getting another Terminator. Yeah, but at this Terminator. point, like, let's just fucking roll the dice, right? You know I mean, I mean, they've rolled the dice three times. The, 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 whole, the whole appeal to this is, oh, wait. You didn't like the last one when we actually brought back Arnold, so we're now going to bring back Arnold and Linda Hamilton. What are you going to do next? 
when this one fails, are they going to go, Arnold, Lyndall Hamilton, and Michael Bean is coming back, too. And Eddie Furlong. And let's oh, and Eddie, Eddie Furlong. Furlong. Let's throw back. in all these guys. Everyone's like back. The, the, the whole thing is relying on the fact that we're bringing back these characters again, and it's like, but the new Terminator... And the new person that they're tag- that they're chasing, and the protector Terminator, none of those three come off as anything but at all charismatic in this trailer. Not yet. So yeah, I I know it's a trailer, and you and you can't judge too much too much. But this didn't, this needs to blow you away. And for me, this was like I've seen Terminator like this before. Yeah, I've seen them send back a machine to protect a protagonist, and I've seen a new enemy Terminator that has some sort of new technological power that then they have to fight. Same thing. We've seen this three, four times yes, now. It is the same formula. I'm sure it's different, but again. it's the same formula on trailer. A little twist on this one being uh, Gabriel Luna's Terminator, I guess, can replicate himself, and it's black metal. He can, he he can, can do separate. his like, exoskeleton, or his skeleton as a Terminator, and his exoskeleton as the liquid T1. Oh, album. so it's a combination. I mean, that's yeah. kind of cool. You see Sarah Connor. You saw that, though, in the last yes, two. Yes, we did. Three. And then you have Mackenzie Davis's character, as a human Terminator hybrid, kind of like we in saw Salvation. That in Salvation. Yes. <laughs> so this is the, I'm, I'm a lot like the Star Wars franchise. It's starting to look like the greatest hits of things put together. Yeah, it's definitely repetitive. Uh, you know why? The, hmm. So the, the the I mean, besides the fact that James Cameron's awesome, yeah, and the first two had great acting. The reason what the first one worked because it was this horror movie about the future, yeah, yeah. and bringing back a Terminator yeah. from the future yeah. to kill someone. Yeah. Then they inverted that in the second one. Yeah, that's why that one worked. Ever since, they haven't done anything new with that. They've just been repeating the formula from the second one of inversion of the first one. I mean, a Hollywood Reporter had an article, and their their big subhead was like, uh, for the first time in decades, the franchise has a feeling of forward momentum. I think we just... Uh, I hope so. I hope that, it's good. That may not be the case, because all we're seeing are things of the past. Uh, the other rumor is Arnold possibly playing the guy who they based the Terminator on. It would make sense it's being... That he's aged and he's old. That's that they did in part three. They did, didn't they? Man. They teased that that's yeah. what they had him with a southern accent being like, hey, you there. And that's what that was the Terminator that are based off of. Uh, the other thing that stuck out is like, you know, a lot of uh, badass female uh, leads and a largely like a Latino and Hispanic cast. I think it takes place in Mexico. That seemed a little different. Uh, I, you know, I why do you think this woman is important? Well, that I don't know. Clearly, the Mackenzie Davis Terminator is said this this girl is the key to the future, and they got to protect her, just yeah, like Sarah is protecting her. Yeah, and then Sarah Connor shows up. Where's John Connor in this? I heard he's going to be in it. Really? Cool. Yeah, I heard they're. Uh, I read on the Wikipedia that Furlong's face likeness might be in it, or or. John Connor might be in it. I don't know. I had uh, similar mixed reactions. While I was excited to see Sarah Connor and Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, in this liquid tea uh, Terminator thing was exciting. The, like the last shot where the, the his his skin goes back on. I don't know. Some of the CGI. Even when he's jumping, he looks all CGI a little bit. Yeah. And you just you miss those the practical effects in the Cameron's Terminator when you saw the exoskeleton. You know what really that, worked yeah. too? Sorry. That really worked in the second one, and what doesn't work, at least in this trailer. In this trailer, you can tell, like, when they're fighting, it's a little bit CGI enhanced, and they're, like, bouncy. When they hit each other, it's bouncing yes, off. Yes, yes. You remember in Terminator 2 when the first time the T-1000 and Arnold see each other, and they're smashing they're each other walls. through walls? Yeah, that's what that you need. That was amazing. That's what you need. That's, that's what, what you, happened. That's, yeah, that's what you would happen, what you think would happen when two machines were just colliding with one another just destruction not them bouncing off walls not the, these... not this like superhero yeah. like not this black panther 
third third act finale feel where it's like CGI and they're rubbery and hitting each other. It's coming out November 1st of this year. I'm very positive about this movie, uh, as you can is tell. Is it going to be, you know, and this is just the first official teaser yeah, I trailer. I don't give a shit enough about it to really care. I'm more, but I'm more burned because I love the first two, mm-hmm. and I've been waiting for another good one, and it's been three movies no. since. Is this going to be two, it? There was just no way. <laughs> Unless James Cameron's doing it. He's too busy with Avatar. He's just producing then, yeah. on this. I don't one. expect anything. But don't you think him producing? He also gets story credit. Story yeah, but by he doesn't credit. care. No, he doesn't no he's care. not going to care. Is he? And he's a shill. Didn't he come out and say Genesis was like going to be awesome? Well, yeah, because the, the, the studio, you know, he works. And then the when studio. it came out, no one liked it. Air he was like, "Yeah, I really had nothing to do with that." I, he's such a shill. But he's putting his name everywhere. Producer James Cameron retards. They can't, I, don't, I don't think they can physically make that movie without him getting a producer credit. Probably it's his IP, but and like this time they're really hyping it up in the uh, the uh, advertising, and they keep saying "Welcome to the Day After Judgment Day," trying to let it known we I are tying it. Good, I hope it's good too. Dark that, face. I don't know. One and two are on all timers. Yes, yes. It, it probably. Sh- I mean, it should have ended after two. Similar to Aliens, like both those franchises didn't need a trilogy or a five or six. They they needed to end after two. I think this this thing that he invented is there's so much potential. I think you could get another third good movie, but everyone keeps missing the fucking target. Well, like, it wasn't a thing to do trilogies sure. all the time yeah. with sequels. It was more like a, all right, let's see if this sticks, and then we'll do another movie, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then that one was like, okay, well, maybe this is it. And then they'll make another one. So that's why, like, you know, the Marvel method and all these other things where they plan it out. And they're like, we're going to make these fucking movies. They're going to make money. We're going to make sure they make money. And that way they can gu- guarantee like a franchise. That thinking wasn't there when the original Terminators. Obviously, so they yeah. closed that loop. Yeah. And now, now you got to write yourself back into it. And we've seen yeah, three times that they're, it's they're very hard to do. Painted in a corner. Kind of. Mm. Yeah. Uh, side note, did you guys see the video of Arnold getting drop kicked in South Africa? Oh, I did. Holy shit. First of all, shout out to. He didn't even feel it. It looked like in the first video yeah. that he fell, but he did. I see didn't two, two versions. There's two versions of this video. Shout out to Just Rivera and Jennifer Scott for posting this in the group. The first video is you see Arnold, uh, you're looking past his shoulder and you see this kid run up and fucking both feet drop kick him and he goes flying backwards and Arnold goes out of frame and I was like, I wonder what happened. There's another one. I'll put these in the show notes. You see the whole shot, and Arnold doesn't even fuck. He takes one step forward, and that's it. Like, nothing happens to him. Yeah, he barely felt that. My question is, why would you do it? Arnold seems they like a nice him. guy. He's like, I, think the tr- I just thought the, tr- the crowd jostled me. Yeah, that's yeah. just like a push in a, in a crowd to him. Nothing. But why would you try to dropkick Arnold Schwarzenegger? He seems I mean, it like... It is kind of funny. It was hilarious. I mean, it shouldn't... No one... I'm not advocating no. it, but... Who does a drop kick in public? And, and he's Someone 70, who has huge balls. Seventy-one year old. He's seventy-one, and but he's so jacked. But that giant. Well, in his security was yes, even then bigger. Then they pounded on him. Yeah, too. I wouldn't yeah. worry about him. Oh, I worry yeah. his ass pounded. You're by just his dumb. Team. And he was at like some jump rope competition, something. I don't know. What Makes it was. sense. Yeah, jump, drop kicks, jump drop rope. Kick, the guy all in the family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but dude. Uh, I've heard he's like a nice guy. Like I just, I would never imagine wanting to dropkick Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why would he be a dick? He's yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, exactly. Everybody loves him. He grew up poor in Austria. <laughs> that felt like a lady man <laughs> kicked me. <laughs> you must try harder next time. <laughs> Come with me, dropkick man. Uh, <laughs> listener, join the conversation. Join our awesome Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Uh, it's exclusive clothes just for you. We've had so many people add their friends. You guys have been killing it. We're very close to 400. 
It's not like three ninety five. Yeah, if we got any new listeners, welcome. Welcome. And you know what? It's so weird. Every time a whole bunch of people enter, it's always a weird feeling because it's kind of like that moment like when you're at a party and you've been there a while. It's been the same bunch of people and you kind of settled in. Everyone's comfortable. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, all of this dude's friends show up that he called. And now and no you're like, knows. yeah, whoa, who are these people? Who's who? Wait, who are who came with you? Yeah, you know who, who? invited you? How do you? But then the best thing happens. Five dollars. It's, yeah, it's five dollars <laughs> a cup. You want this red cup? It's five bucks. for you. Ten dollars. Uh, but then you realize these people, they like the same shit you like. They're like you and they're cool. And that's what's been happening in the group. It's amazing. Uh, new peoples are are starting conversations. Tane Reese wrote in because he added a shitload. He and we we said thank you. He says, "Do I get brownie points for the new members? By my count, that puts me at around fifty people. I've helped join. Next step: monies for the voices. Definite brownie points for Tane. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Hopefully they listen. Yes, it's, it's cool that they're joining. Hopefully hey, they listen. This is our our, our marketing funnel. You got them into the group. You got them to listen. That you get them to give us money. Work their way up the ladder. <laughs> They don't need to give us money. That's, they don't that's have not the whole to. Point it would be nice, though. It'd be nice. That's know, not the point. Little tip about, listen to the show. Yes. More importantly, listen to the show. Tell your friends. It's, yeah. And tell other people. Listen. Get involved. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the next big piece of news that broke uh, last week. And that is we may allegedly, possibly, reportedly might have a new Batman Geek Boner. on the big screen. <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, the story going around in talk still, I don't think this is final, but you've already seen it. Twilight's Robert Pattinson. We're going to have Pattinson, Bob Batmanson, Robert <laughs> Patman. There's so many uh, fun ways to play with the name and Batman. I like Pattinson. Pattinson. We had Batflick. I like Pattinson. Now we have too. Pattinson. But again, the article from Variety, uh, uh, and everywhere I've seen it still says... He is in talks to play Batman. A, a report well, we can still react. You, to we it. Can. Let's say he's going to still he's up against Nicholas Holt. Yes, yeah, him or Nicholas Holt. Oh, I have more information that came out about Nicholas Holt. Apparently, they're really putting him through a rigorous audition process. Now, I'm glad we waited like two weeks to talk about this because the internet is fucking calmed down. Because the minute this happened, they were all. Get your hand off my penis! I don't know why they would say that, but that's what they were saying. That's what I say when I think about Robert Pattinson. <laughs> you think about Robert Pattinson? Yes, he did Twilight like 10 years ago. Everyone's calm down. We could talk about this rationally. Anthony, mm. what do you think if this is the pick, if he gets the okay, role? Let's, yeah, let's say it's him. Let's say my it's fir- him. My first reaction was, oh my God. Ah, okay. Because I haven't, I don't, I don't watch indie films. I don't watch a lot. I don't watch a ton of films outside of the blockbusters yeah. or outside of what you tell me to watch. Sure. So I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. I was just going, oh my god, it's Robert Pence and Twilight. What are they doing? Right. One of my friends who see, watches a lot of films told me he's seen him in a lot of stuff within the past five to ten years. Yep. Says he's really good in the indie scene now. Um, very credible actor. Very good choice. So I'm willing to give him a shot. I will say though what the public thinks yes. as uh, overall is yes. that he's still the Twilight guy. They always so there's will. a lot of uh, there's a ton of pressure on him for sure. He has to knock it out of the park in this role. Um, it's similar to like hiring when they hired Ben Affleck. There was a yeah. ton of backlash because of the stuff that Ben Affleck's been involved in, and Ben Affleck was pretty solid in Batman v Superman, but the movie sucked, so he never really got any credit for you know for playing a decent Batman. So. It's the same kind of pressure that's going to fall on Robert Pattinson. He's, he's going to have to crush it, and the movie's going to have to be good. Yeah. Uh, now, Ruggs, 
almost yeah. exactly 30 years ago, a little over 30 years ago, we went through the same thing. Yeah. And Michael Keaton was announced as the Batman for the 89 movie. Everyone was like, you mean the comedian? You're- Everybody's kept on calling him Jim Belushi. <laughs> you mean, they thought he was Belushi? You mean Mr. Mom fucking <laughs> yeah, Beetlejuice? Like, right. Jim Belushi's Batman. That's Everybody said that. I'm like, Jim Belushi? The guy from Gung Ho? He's going to be your Batman? And and I'm like, how? And then I looked it up. It was Michael Keaton. Yes. <laughs> so, and I was like, well, that guy's tiny. Is he going to be Batman? What do you think of this pick? And is this going to uh, shake out the same way? Because Michael Keaton is a great Batman. Is he, though? I still like him. I think Michael Keaton's a great actor. Yeah. And I like anything that he does. Is he the best Batman? Not the best, but a very good Batman. I liked his... I think he did great for... I think he did great given, like, what what the movie was. A Tim Burton Burton Batman, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think he could be a Zack Snyder Batman. Sure, I think he could be a Tim Burton Batman. I'll give you that. And and, um, I do love that first Batman movie. Yeah. But, you know, I was disappointed when... Vicky Vale wakes up and he's hanging upside down and I'm like, I'm more ripped than this guy. Yeah. So it's weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they Vicky Vale has to take off her heels so they could just be the same height. You know, it's just it was just annoying. I was I like, love that's when not Alfred Batman. Just to me. brings her into the Batcave. Yeah. And he's like, Alfred, what are you doing? Anyways, so, Pattinson, what do you think of what's gonna happen here? Um, well, he's young. Yeah. Um he's kind of like six foot tallish. So, I mean, he's got the right build, I guess. He's a little skinny, but barring all that stuff, which you can... He can you know, bulk stuff, up. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that's not really part of my criticism. Um, I just don't... I, I just find him to be a repellent. <laughs> Shit. It's nothing to do with his acting, because yeah. I've seen him in movies, and he was in Good Time, where he played like a New York druggie, yeah. and he like molested a girl or something. I heard he's really good in that movie. <laughs> he's great in that yeah. movie, and he's great in a lot of movies, but I just find him to be repellent. I don't like gravitate towards him i kind of like don't like him i feel like he's like a steve buscemi type person where like you only i only like him as a character yeah i see okay like i don't want him to be bat i love steve buscemi but i don't want him to be batman yeah so i find him to be like a kind of like i would like to see him not be a lead guy or be be a support guy more than a lead guy so um that's how i feel about him so my original reaction was also like Anthony. I was like, oh, no, that Twilight guy. Oh, and then I fucking calmed down. And I remember Boss Logic had made some fan art a while ago with him. And the guy's got a good jawline. That's really one of the most important things <laughs> to play Batman. You need a good bottom of your face. Uh, you put a cowl on that jawline. That really works. And to be fair, I don't think I've ever watched a whole movie with Robert Pattinson in it. Right. Now, he's done, I have an article here, the 10 Robert Pattinson movies to watch uh, that he's really good in, stuff like Water for Elephants, Damsel, Bellamy, all indie movies. So this pick started to remind me a little bit of like the Heath Ledger Joker pick, where Heath Ledger went away from being a heartthrob. Heath Ledger was very heartthrobby. But he then stopped that and chose projects that would take him away. He did not want to be that. So he started picking weird indie movies. And I think Pattinson's the same way. He picks stuff that he really wants to do that he's invested in. And to Rugboy's point, Anthony, I don't know if you agree, these Batman movies, really, it comes down to the filmmaker, not who's actually playing Batman per se. Uh, like Michael Keaton played the best Tim Burton Batman. Christian Bale is a great Nolan Batman. Uh, ben Affleck would have been a good Snyder Batman if he had given him any fucking good shit to do. He gave him a little bit. And I really trust Matt Reeves. He gave us this amazing plan of the Apes I do, I do like Matt Reeves. Do you think Matt Reeves uh, is enough to p- pull this off with the Pat Battinson is what I'm thinking is I think they can pull it off. I mean, 
if Matt Reeves is if this is a Matt Reeves guy, I'm 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 on the Matt Reeves train because I love those last two Apes films. Those are are two They're amazing, amazing yeah. blockbusters yeah. that are much more than just your typical summer summer blockbuster. So, um, as far as what you said about being the best version of that director's Batman, of course, I mean that director only directed that person as their Batman. So of course they should be the best version of that, that director's uh, vision. Um, hopefully we, in this film, we get more of the detective. Yeah. It's supposed to be. That's, yeah. That's the one that's been kind of lacking in live action. Um, they only really have done maybe like one detective scene and throughout these entire Batmans, which is the one in uh dark Knight when he puts together the bullet. Oh yeah. And pulls a fingerprint off of it, which is insanely, <laughs> impossible <laughs> there's no fucking way you could do that but he's bad <laughs> no i mean but let's but let's 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 have some de- detective uh, what is it, detectism ism? Uh, what is detecting it? i don't know detecting detective some work sleuthing let's detective have some like work. real yeah. detective work mixed into this i think matt reeves can uh, can do that i think he'll, he'll they're still working on the script and i like that they're re- redoing the script and honestly i don't know about you guys i kind of want to see just like a cloth costume with like a leather cowl leather cape uh, if this is early, well, there's Batman, no body to back it up, and it's all padding. It's gonna look like shit. I don't. I but I don't need any more. I don't want to see another like armor plated Batman. Just give me a nice simple cloth costume, kind of like from Batman Year One, with just the black bat. Uh, I think that could be effective. You know, he doesn't. I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, because all that no. shit he has on him, it all. It see, I'm like, how can you move around with all that fucking shit? You're Batman. You need to be. Fucking well, he needs quick. to like. He needs to have some kind of armor on at some like to be to, to be grounded in realism well, i say thin kevlar underneath yes but more of a simplified kind of cloth suit i don't know yeah i don't know sure. i mean batflex costume was made to like look look like that and i think that's a good idea to go with they kind of did it in daredevil where they you know he went and got that thin kevlar under his costume but then he got all fucking armor armory too even but yeah even that daredevil yeah. costume wasn't streamlined enough no no it was that's very clunky yeah i want a streamline yeah. costume so look let's give battinson a chance i feel bad that he's still getting shit for twilight when the last movie came out in 2012 for fuck's no, I mean, sake I'm, I'm fine with it. it at the end of the day it's really about the director yep, but yep. i feel like he's got to bring the physicality yeah. i mean even though he's doing the detection and he's being a detective in this one i would hate for it to be like adam west detection like Whatever you're describing, it just screams to me of Adam it, West. Okay, Batman. it did a little bit in my head too when I was saying that. Yes, yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want that. <laughs> well, you know what I <laughs> meant? What more was that fan film Batman Dead End by Sandy Cholera? I love that yeah. costume in that movie. Yeah, it's great, but like, yeah, I mean, that guy's huge. Yeah, you gotta be. Batman. Yes, you need a really broad chest and a big uh, stature. Then it looks like Adam West, if you. But don't. I feel like Battinson will do a great Bruce Wayne. He's a lot of these indie roles. He's played like a right. rich, fucking detached guy. Anyways, play. You know, that's Bruce Wayne right there. Uh, more details on Matt Reeves, the Batman. We already talked about how I think it was between him and Nicholas Holt, who's Beast from these X Men movies, were up for the role of Bruce Wayne, and I, I probably would have been fine with Holt. Also, I don't know, right? Well, he's taller. Yeah, he is a little he's bit almost taller. like a foot taller. Yeah. But this movie like six, five sounds like it's going to have a shitload of villains. And I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. Now, reports coming out that Josh Cad and Nicholas Holt are apparently vying for the role of the Penguin. While Vanessa Hutchins could be playing. Nicholas Holt as the Penguin. Yeah, be I don't know about that. Josh Gad is the Penguin works. I can see that. 
Mm. He's short and squatty. Vanessa Hudgens could be playing Catwoman. And then this just came out rumored Theo Rossi from Luke Cage uh, for Bane or maybe Scarecrow. Oh, shit. I don't know which one. Hmm. Luke Cage is going to play Bane? No, Theo Rossi from Luke Cage. Oh, is that uh, guy? Shades. Is that Shades yeah. as Bane. Oh. He's like tiny, too. He is tiny. They could put him in uh, fucking hot, uh, stilts. Hmm. Here's my question. This is now, He. I feel like Matt Reeves is trying to get some names, but is it a good idea to throw in like seven? I heard upwards of maybe seven Batman villains as like his rogues gallery in this. Is that too much? I mean, it depends on how they're going to do it. Yeah. If they're all sitting in a jail cell. If it's or, like one can't scene. Yeah. Or I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't know really what to make of any of this. I've, I've, the first thing I heard was, was it Penguin and Catwoman? Yes. And I was going, oh, all right. We haven't seen Penguin in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> now they're talking about all these other villains. So I don't know. I, have, I don't really, I don't have an opinion on it either way. I mean, if it's something like where he's been Batman for like five years and they just drop us into this Gotham that has all these villains that he's been fighting. I, I could work. You You're, don't really need to explain the villains. Just everyone knows. For, I guess for me, my perspective on it is similar to Terminator. Yeah. I'm not really caring about another Batman film. Wow. But if, but if they're going to make another yeah. one, I'm like, okay, well, all right. Let's see how that goes. Oh, that seems interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, okay. But I'm not invested in another Batman Are these film. franchises burning you out, Anthony? Has Batman been done perfectly on, on film for you? Uh, no. In one whole movie? No, not no. one whole movie, but The Dark Knight is the best that's Batman. The it's, one, it's still the best superhero film that's ever right. been made. So, I mean, we've, we've seen the best itineration of Joker. We haven't seen the best Batman but I'm not craving another Batman either. I don't know. <laughs> we have one amazing action scene of Batman beating up thugs in a warehouse. It's rough, too, because we just got come, came off of a Christian Bale, and then we went into a Ben Affleck, and people their DC's going, oh, this didn't work. <laughs> so now we're getting another Batman, and it's all within seven. You know, whenever this film comes out, we'll be within Would 10 years. Would you rather they stuck with Batfleck? Would you uh, rather they stuck with Batfleck? Mm. I don't even know. Maybe it probably would make more sense. Like just yeah. Like, I guess uh, I would have made. I guess I would have been like okay. But those, the thing is, Batfleck was fine. But Justice League and Batman v Superman are terrible. So there's just no hype behind this for no, me. And uh, other than the director, there's no hype. Yeah, for Matt me. Reeves is gonna be good. Uh I'm glad Batfleck left. I was kind of done with him after he just didn't seem into it anymore. It's fine. My question is: Is this Batman the same Ben Affleck Batman? Like. Younger? Is it, Younger. Or is it a just completely different fucking thing? They uh, they don't need to that tie any of this shit together. This is actually alternate future Batman Thomas Wayne. <laughs> oh, shit. Throw Michael Keaton in there as older Bruce Wayne and just make it Batman Beyond uh, and call it a day. Now, they're going to keep making Batman movies. It's like James Forever. Bond. They yeah. just keep going. So, But it's interesting to note that like Terminator, nobody's excited. Best Batman, I don't know. We're getting, are we getting burned out? Uh, it's a little much. It's like Spider-Man being recast fucking five times in the last 10 years. Same kind of thing. All right. We'll see what happens. I, when did this come out? 2021? I don't know. It got pushed back. I don't know when it's coming. <laughs> they didn't even cast it yet. No. Yes. That's right. It's not actually official. He may not actually be Batman. This movie might not even ever get made. It might not. It's been stewing around for a while. Let's move on to some uh, Disney Plus Marvel TV show news. The Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, has. We got a bunch of details coming out about this. It's kind of exciting when Disney Plus is will come out in November. Uh, it is set after the events of Avengers Endgame, and wit will deal 
with Sam getting the shield. Uh, it's going to be six episodes long. First season. Okay. Nice. Uh, somewhere in the range of, uh, well, they don't know exactly the range. I'm imagining an hour, right? An hour long. Six episodes. They have a director. Uh, her name is Carrie Scogland. She's been, she's directing all six of the episodes. She's worked on everything from Boardwalk Empire, Walking Dead, Americans, House of Cards, The Punisher. She's directed The Handmaid's Tale for Hulu. Uh, returning to, uh, the MCU is Baron Zemo, Daniel Brohl reprising his role as Zemo and Emily Van Camp's Sharon Carter will be coming back playing their roles and it will debut August 2020. So. Got, oh wow! That's a long time. Over now. a year, so I think Mandalorian. It's the the, the service is going to launch with Mandalorian, the Star Wars show. They're just starting up, and so by August 2020, uh, this show will, will will come back. And there's a question whether Chris Evans may show up or not. I don't know if they could swig a cameo. It depends if he's old. Uh, but what do you guys think of these details so far? Good, good episode run length. We got uh, Zemo. We're not done with Zemo. I love the Zemo. I'm excited to see him return. Where do you think his storyline is going to be, Zemo? Well, has he been in like jail this whole time? What happened when the fucking he's snap to, yeah, snapped? He's supposed to be in jail. Did he get snapped and come back with everyone? Who, Who knows? knows? Uh, I like. What do you think of the uh, six episodes? Is that is that enough? Um, it's definitely not uh, Was it for Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. No, <laughs> it for Game of Thrones. Sure, I think it's fine. Six episodes is okay. I mean, it doesn't seem like that Marvel can produce anything. Well, it's hard to tell actually because this is actually now Kevin Feige involved. Yeah, so. and he's never I feel like six is fine. Yeah. It's easily it's digestible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's smart because you can make something uh, not spend a lot of money because you're you're limiting the episode count, and then you can kind of like throw it out there, and if people really like it, then you can just keep pumping out six episodes at a time. I mean, de- definitely start with a lower budget, but then I feel with Disney, like you could with six episodes, you can use uh, the money better per episode and not have to. I think six know. episodes. Another reason why I think it's okay is it's not as daunting because what Disney is asking now is yeah. if you're a fan of the MCU yes. to buy Disney Plus yes. and now invest time into these shows. Yeah, and if they're releasing ten to thirteen episode yeah. shows, yeah, yeah, that's. That's almost a turnoff yeah. at this point. Good, Unless you just love the MCU. That's a good point. They're keeping it digestible, but not too short. That's very interesting. I mean, th- for me, this is just interesting from afar to be like, okay, you have this amazing franchise. Yeah. And Imran, I know you're going to talk about you love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it doesn't count. Stop. <laughs> okay. don't, don't even bring it up. The Netflix the stuff, brother. although fun, yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. Don't bring yeah. it up. Yeah. This is the first time where now they're like, you know what? This actually matters. We've released Endgame. We killed it at the box office. The next thing you have to do is pay five bucks a month and watch TV shows. That's, to follow how, that's the story how you up. get people to fuck. And people are going to fucking pay, dude. That's that, just an interesting choice. They're estimating. I saw uh, a couple of reports, a lot of interesting articles about Netflix and Hulu and how things are going to survive. And one guy predicted Disney is going for a push of like 160 million subscribers in the next five years. That's how 160 million yeah, Netflix is at 148. I believe it's like 140. Jeez. So that's the number. And they think they can get 160. Yeah, they think they can get they think they can take out. This is they're trying to be a Netflix killer. They're also wow. now that they have operational control of Hulu. Uh, Hulu traditionally has had smaller budget shows, less shows rolled out. Now expect all their edgier adult stuff to get more episodes, more money. 
bigger budgets. I really think Netflix is going to start feeling lost very soon. Like, uh, cause the minute NBC uh, puts up a streaming app, what's stopping them from pulling all the friends, all the Seinfelds off Netflix? You can only watch it on our app. That's what's going to happen. And the fact that Disney Plus is almost $6 less than Netflix. I th- NBC is owned by what? General Motors? Uh, NBC Uni- it's NBC, NBC Universal. I think they're owned by NBC. Comcast? Maybe it is remember. part of Comcast. I think they're together. G- GE. Oh, it's no, GE. It's General, G- General Electric, sorry. GE. Yeah. There's really like six companies that actually own everything. You follow yeah, right. follow it all the way back. But it's going to be really interesting to see a Hulu change and Netflix react because they're Netflix also is spending the most money for original content. And I don't know if it, they're going to see a return. They have to. That's they knew that all these other things were coming. So they had to start making their own shit. I mean, if Dif- Disney offers to bundle ESPN, Hulu and Disney Plus. Are you still going to play for Netflix? Would you cut Netflix to get this Disney Plus? You know, you get everything. I'm just trying to figure out if that Marvel makes or DC or Disney, whatever. Why this hate Disney? DC. <laughs> yeah, Disney. Oh my god, my brain. <laughs> okay, why if Disney's going to stand to make more money with the service than it is with making movies, which it made shitloads of money. I think they're going to lose money, but this is a long play. Yeah, they're just they're diversifying their their profits so that they're not just relying on movies yeah they'll still make and also they make money from fucking theme parks from toys they make money from so many different disney now runs like six digital services and owns three networks well, or something what, crazy. I mean, what there's they looked at the subscription model and they're going you can get money from an individual every month, every month over and than, over again rather than a movie yeah. where you get it you know three four times a year that that's what they're looking at they're going the subscription model is the new wave. Yeah, so they're saying, okay, they're paying ten bucks, maybe twenty bucks to see a movie. Um, you know, maybe they see it a couple times. You get forty bucks a year from that movie. Maybe it, you put it all together. It's probably like one hundred fifty bucks a year. And you're telling me if they give you get you for ten bucks a month, they're getting you for one hundred and twenty a year. That's guaranteed money. Guaranteed money, and when when they and then, really- and then they get the movie money too. Well, that and the movie. Don't forget, though, half a lot of that goes to the theater. So yeah, you know, yeah. They don't got to give the streaming cut. is direct yeah. in their pocket. Right and now, you know, so. you see, Avengers Endgame. Once it leaves the theater, if you don't want to buy the physical media, the only place you're gonna be able to see it is on Disney Plus. Who's not gonna pony up for it? And then you, you know, you forget these monthly. It's set on automatic. It just keeps going, and you kind of forget about it. And you, I'm like, I can watch all this shit. Great. Speaking of Disney money from Marvel movies, let us check into the Avengers Endgame box office. Uh, where it stands now, it's been about 27 days since this movie has come out. It has made $779 million domestically, which passes the domestic take of Avatar. It's now number two all-time domestic. Worldwide, $2.624 billion. Oh, shit. So close to that Avatar worldwide record. <laughs> Uh, which I think, do you guys think, I feel like it's slowing down a little I bit. I mean, definitely. Does it still make, uh, does it beat Avatars Worldwide at 2.788? It might. You think it's still, it's so close. Yeah. I think it's it so could. close. It's not beating at the domestic for Star Wars. No, that's I, for sure. You know what? You look at that. How many million did it pick up this weekend? Uh, Four million? I, I did, yeah, I think it got beat out by John Wick 3, which I thought was interesting. I finally got down. 
But you look at that Star Wars domestic lifetime gross, it's a crazy number. $936 million domestic. Number one. Number two, $779. That's a huge jump. There's no way they're making that. No. But to, I, to answer uh, Ruggs' question, it made around 30 mil. Oh, it made another 30 oh, wow. million. Well, Jeez. This is releasing on a Sunday. So 30 million last weekend. Wow. Uh, yeah, it stayed up on top. You know, I've read some articles that it may slow down because this fucking this Aladdin's tr- coming out this week. Yeah, that's the other thing. The trade, the China trade war thing may affect the box office a little bit. They may like take it out of theaters or they may something I read. I forgot what it was, but uh, I think it could still make it possibly. That'll be amazing. But John Wick did beat it out this week. John Wick currently John Wick three Parabellum. Uh, I've not seen it yet. I kind of want to see it this weekend. I'm still going to watch it. It's at 89% tomato meter, uh, 7.4 out of 10. The reviews that I heard or watched were all positive. That's great. It it made uh, opening weekend 56 million, uh, and it's, it made 73 million domestic, sitting at 109 worldwide for a John Wick movie. Uh, is not bad. I'm dying to see this, uh, and I will try to get it. But yeah, took down Avengers Endgame finally. Uh, so yeah, I watched the second one again. So good. Cause I, I forgot, yeah. I forgot what happened <laughs> and they're very simple, straightforward plots. <laughs> you know, how's that end again? It ends with them. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Okay. John wick kills the guy in the hotel. Yeah. Santino comes to him with a marker saying, you have a marker. You have to do this. John looks like, nah. And Winston's like, you can't run. We'll kill you. You don't take the marker. We will kill you. You have to take the marker. So then, John Wick's marker is to kill Santino's sister. He kills her. They come after him. He kills all of them. And uh, in the meantime, they put a bounty on his head at the very end. Winston is like, you are excommunicado from this Assassin League. The bounty has doubled to $14 million. You got an hour to get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ, this is the longest ending ever. That's the very end. <laughs> and so it's just him running. Uh, with, he just told you the dog. whole movie. Yeah, that's kind of the whole movie. It's a very simple I, plot. The action is I like. I, I love when people ask mainly one of us to for Imran to summarize something or tell us the ending. And he tells you the entire movie. Uh, there you go. You now you don't have to see John Wick too. Uh, but yeah, he's right. He's, he's on the run from all the assassins all over the world. $14 million bounty on his head. Uh, how does he get out of that? I don't know. I, I think they've greenlit a fourth one. Yeah. So it's going to be another gonna one. Piss someone else off. <laughs> yes. It just so, keeps going. So basically every assassin in the world is now dead because John Wick kills them. Yes. Now there's no more Who assassins. Who else is there to kill John Wick? I mean, it's God, like, all of a sudden go, hey. Dragons? No. I don't know. Dragons. <laughs> Maybe there's dragons. Jesus is like, hey, I'm coming after you, John Wick. <laughs> John Wick has to fight Jesus. Oh, shit. That's the or, next. Or Satan. Spell. Yes. Jesus comes to John Wick, gives him a marker. Take out this guy for me. All right, let's move on to some quick TV news. We have a new trailer for the Batwoman CW show starring Ruby Rose, who was in John Wick 2. She's pretty badass. She doesn't talk. Yeah, she was mute in that. She's mute. She does a lot of shooting and stabbing and fighting. Uh, But she looked badass, and she looks badass in this trailer. This is a long three-minute trailer. I imagine this is like the whole pilot condensed down into a three-minute trailer that they just showed you. Uh, but Anthony, what'd you think of uh, this uh, Kate Kane, Bruce Wayne's lesbian cousin Batman coming to CW? It looks about as good as a CW Batman Batwoman show would be. I mean, there's nothing offensive about it. Um, it looks like 
The internet would Again. disagree. I don't care. How many times they said woman? They did, well, she's they a did woman. Throw that in. Um, I mean, it's fine. It's you know, it's 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 a CW show. It can't be. It can't really be amazing. Yeah. Um, they they kind of have a grasp on what the formula is and putting like some funny characters ar- around the protagonist. She's got a team. Yeah, she's gonna have a team. She's gonna have uh, some sort of relationship drama. Um. It looks okay, you know. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't jazzed about it because I'm just I'm tired of the CW stuff. But it doesn't look like it's bad by any means. It's very CW looking for sure. Uh, Rugs, what are your thoughts on this? Seems like a standard uh, switcheroo with the CW. They do like Arrow is Batman light. Yep. This is even this is Batman light with a Batman cast member, I guess, or it's family a, member. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know they Bat were cousins. Family. Yep, yeah. Another Batman show without Batman. I do like how they explain like how the red on her costume where she she modifies the costume and they think she's Batman and she's like, oh, hell no. Oh, that's that what, what happened? Yes. There? And she's like, that's why she adds the red to stick out because she has that line. She's like, I'm not letting the man take credit for what I do or something because people kept thinking that was Batman. You couldn't really tell in the dark. So she adds hmm. at the very end. You see her with the red hair and the red bat, which is a, it's a great design straight from the comic book. But yeah, there's a bat cave. There's bats. Uh, yeah, it's Batwoman. It's a CW it's show. It's a CW Batwoman show. <laughs> you got Supergirl. Now you got Batwoman. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It'll hit. The, it'll hit the niche, and I'm sure it'll do very well. It'll do about as good as Supergirl. Probably. probably. I think it, they're gonna. Uh, the lead. It in, might even do better because they they'll they'll push the fact that it's, she's a lesbian she's and like, this is a, that she's girl power. It's and very all girl that stuff. power. And, yeah. and, and it'll rally people and. We'll like it. Well, I think it's going to air on the same night as Supergirl, which is smart. So I'll have the Supergirl lean in, and then she could be in the crossover when they do the crossover again. That's coming out in December. Yeah, and then, then maybe Supergirl and Batgirl. Will, will, let's be honest. All right, all right uh, Supergirl's sister. I had, I knew he would say that. <laughs> oh shit! I knew he would say that. <laughs> <laughs> what? What happened? Uh, nothing. No, no, it's fine. What I say? <laughs> you know what you said, you son of a bitch. Yeah, well, that's what she's into. It's it's Kate King. That's I mean, thing. she is into it. Yeah. She is into the into the female. So another show that I'll probably watch the first. I would have I would have sex with both. Absolutely, yeah. in costume. Sure, uh, even better. Another- <laughs> yeah, tell me whatever you want me to do. Yeah. <laughs> I would say let's review the pilot, but we just literally saw the fucking pilot in three minutes. So. Whatever, right. I'll check out a couple of I don't want to watch the pilot. I'll you can watch the pilot and you can tell us. <laughs> I'll watch this it. This is the pilot. They showed us everything. They, that's that's true. They, the, the trailers for all these shows are just the pilot. They show you the whole episode. I'll still check it out. Uh, but on Netflix, guys, in June, a lot of exciting stuff coming out. We'll wrap up with Netflix. What's coming out? Uh, Into the Spider-Verse coming out June 26th. On to Netflix. Uh, note about the Spider-Man movies in Disney+. Plus. I did read somewhere else that the Spider-Man movies will not be on the Disney Plus thing. Yeah, they're going to be on Stars Sony. and so and yeah. and Netflix here. So yeah. that's one. Yeah. Point. Yeah. That's what, that's one thing that won't be leaving Netflix. That will be going. That's slightly MCU related. So uh, into the Spider Verse, slightly. I mean, it is. Uh, well, into the Spider Verse, you know, right. Sony. It's Sony's MCU. It's the SumCU. It's Sony's universe of Marvel characters. That's what they call it. Uh, Jessica Jones, last Marvel Netflix show season, season three, will debut in June. Geek boner. I don't know when. It just says in June. 
So that will be fun to check out and finish and say goodbye to those characters. Uh, and then my favorite sci-fi anthology show, Black Mirror. Geek Mooner. Coming back for season five. Now, this comes out June 5th, very soon. Rugs, remember how we were talking about the Sherlock model, BBC model of seasons, three episodes, an hour and a half long, and how it's a great model? Yeah. Black Mirror. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? Uh, Bla- I had a stroke. Uh, Black Mirror, I think, got smart and is doing something similar. There's only three episodes in season five. Their seasons are they of- an hour and a half long. I don't know. I hope so. But their seasons have always been short, anywhere from like six well, to eight or four episodes. The weird thing is, I saw a. Uh- trailer for black mirror about a couple weeks ago and it had like footage of like someone in a video game fighting somebody and yeah there was like a a mortal Kombat thing in it yeah and none of those none of those scenes ever came up in any of the new trailers. that's true so they put out a trailer for the whole season and now they put out short individual trailers for individual episodes yes i thought that was we'll talk about those but check out the cast in season five anthony mackie Miley Cyrus, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Topher Grace, uh, Andrew Scott, uh, Anguri Rice, who is in Spider-Man Homecoming, Palm Clementif is in an episode, uh, and there's three trailers, three episodes, uh, the first episode called Smithereens, the description, a cab driver with an agenda becomes the center of attention on a day that rapidly spirals out of control. This trailer, it's like an Uber driver, and he gets stuck. It reminded me of falling down with Michael Douglas just with cell phones. Right. Anybody, what'd you think about this, Ruggs? I think it's going to be cool. It's like he's pissed at the internet. I'm pissed at the internet, so let's, <laughs> let's fucking watch this. Isn't that, go. isn't that the guy who played Moriarty in, in Sherlock? Yes. That's awesome. He yeah. is an amazing actor. Uh, Anthony, what'd you think of this trailer? You're, are you, I don't know, I've never sold you the quite on the, ba- yeah, the Black Mirror. I mean, yeah, no, I'm still not sold. It looks every the, the every time I watch these because you made me watch these prior to yeah. the show. The only reason I reacted was because of the celebrity that was in there. Well, yeah, but do you s- none of these. No, I mean, the Uber one was for me was the most interesting. Yeah, but all of them, I'm still I'm not sold on Black Mirror. So I okay, don't, okay, I, I'm the wrong guy to ask. Okay, look, I, let's let me go through because I can kind of there's kind of a theme. So I'll explain what they're doing. I I I love this show. Second episode, striking vipers. Uh, this is with Anthony Mackie, uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Two st- Weird relationship stuff. Yeah, this one, the description is two estranged college friends reunite in later life, triggering a series of events that could alter their lives forever. And this is one I don't have no idea what this episode is going to be about. It ends with like an eye implant thing that does something. I guess he's like uh, fighting with his wife about using the internet. Like he's cheating on her maybe with a... Yeah, a- so he, he says, fuck you, and he gets an eye thing so that she can't tell when he's doing it. Oh. Something like that. That reminds me of the other episode where they put the eye implant that records everything. That's a great episode. Right. And then the third trailer is for an episode called Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2. Uh, a lonely teenager yearns to connect with her favorite pop star whose charmed existence isn't quite as rosy as it appeared. Miley Cyrus, Anthony. Yeah. What did you think of the Miley Cyrus one? I thought that was strange, too. I mean, we got a weird robot thing yeah. going on. Yeah. That's all I got. I, I'm really not all that Anthony, intrigued by any of this. Do you find Miley Cyrus attractive? Uh, as she's gotten older, no. Really? Yeah. I never really did. I mean, she's cute. She's got big teeth. Yeah, she's got a weird face. She looks like uh her father a little bit. 
Uh, I, I think her father's actually cuter. <laughs> <laughs> her father should use that Snapchat filter and turn himself into a woman, and he'd be a cuter Miley Cyrus. That, yeah, she's Miley. she's got like a weird, weird face. I mean, she's not unattractive, but she's not. No, she's just. She's not. She's not like ugly. There's like, something no. like sexy just, about her in that whole. She did that wrecking. Was it her? Was wrecking ball? I hated when she was doing all that. Like yeah, she's trying been, like, to be overly sexy. Trying to be yes. like sticking yeah. her tongue out and grinding and shit. Yeah, yeah it wasn't didn't a work. Fan. Yeah, it's trying too hard. Yeah, it was, it was that. I realized I'm a. I'm trying to not be a teen idol yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'm trying to show that I'm a woman, so I'm going to just go but to I'm, the yeah. Far the end, degree. yeah. You're gonna exactly. wear nothing. I, you've seen like you've seen all those girls. Like, you saw Britney Spears do it, and Christina Aguilera. They all do it. Well, Miley Cyrus uh, is a judge. It's all cringy to us <laughs> when we see it. it is so. she's a judge on uh, the Voice often, but she's always got these outfits where there's like there's just her like there's something stuck on her boobs, and there's nothing in the middle. And I'm always like, how is that being held there? But she has several tape. outfits. Is it tape? Yeah, That's some strong-ass tape because tape she's jumping around and it doesn't fucking fly off. What's going on? What kind of magic is this? <laughs> uh, this this trailer, I, this episode is interesting because there are robots. This trailer has like her as a pop star and then there's like a robot device and maybe she gets into it. But there are robots like that that will talk to you and order food and tell you the weather and all that crazy shit. Yeah, you know what that is? Yeah. Your phone. Well, it is your phone now. But there's actual like <laughs> desktop devices that have a face and expression and they talk to you. Uh, uh, but Anthony, the overarching theme of these seems to be uh, society, technology, and our need to connect to each other in different ways. And how you're failing, man. Backdrop, if, you, if you're trying backdrop. to sell me, then you're wasting your breath. Listen, this is one of the best fucking show on Netflix there is, dude. Time. Black Mirror is up there. I'm out. I'm out on Black Mirror. I just have. I showed you the wrong you episode. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't have shown him no. that episode with the guy who fucks shouldn't the pig. Show, we should have started with the pig fucking episode. I understand. I, I've I've also never been a fan. I don't know why. Yeah. I've never been a fan of stuff produced over in in the UK. Well, the one is Americans. The one, one? with Anthony Mackie. That's all know, Americans. But, but a lot of the stuff that's from Black Mirror is yeah, British. Yeah, I just yeah. I've never really gotten into it for whatever reason. You're fucking philophobic. I'm. A, I'm you're I'm, you're anglophobic. Yeah. I, I'm still bitter about the uh, that they the Boston Tea Party, us, the revolution, yes, <laughs> yes, the whole the revolution, and that the fact that they came back in was it eighteen thirteen or whatever. Damn them! You hear? Damn them! You hear Damn that? the Brits! United Kingdom! You're, I'm still I'm still bitter. Anthony hates your Brexit ass. And now that you're Brexited, you're not making doing any better. They took David Malofsky from us. They did. He's now an expatriate. But they Brexited. Yeah. What do you think about Australia? Anthony? Yeah, are they better? Australia, oh, great love place. Australians. Oh, yeah, great place. Lust. <laughs> that's where we Great they, women. It gave us Margot Robbie, right? Mar- yeah, exa- that's exactly what ah. I'm thinking about. Fantastic. And uh, and they got Kid, kangaroos. Nicole Kidman. See, that's like an undisputable beauty, right there. Right? You, you don't you don't even have to question it, right? Margot Robbie. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm into Margot Robbie. Did you see the trailer for the new Quentin Tarantino oh, yes. movie? Oh, oh no, I saw, I did watch that. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna watch that. This is the ninth movie, and it, it premiered at Cannes, and apparently it got like a standing ovation. And everyone is like, "This is his next best movie since Pulp Fiction." Uh, it looks uh, very interesting, very good. It looks legit. Yeah, it looks legit. It's Tarantino's back, and it's not all shot in one fucking roadhouse in one set like that last movie. Yeah, uh, there's actual different locations, and Manson's in it. <laughs> a guy playing Manson, not actual Charles Manson, Marilyn <laughs> Manson. Look, okay. give Black Miller another shot, Anthony, this season. There's only three episodes. Check, um, let's check it out.
Did you say Black Miller? I did say Black Miller. <laughs> that's the Black I, Barney Miller. That that's another like... show I wanted to create, <laughs> but I never went through. I wanted Barney Miller, but with black people. Black Miller. I was going to call it Black Miller. Black yeah. Mirror. All right, Anthony, will you? For me? Probably not, but all right. Oh, you bastard. Maybe. Motherfucker. Now that you make fun of how I pronounce it. I know. We'll get to your Area 51. All right, look, let's take a quick break here, play some promos. We'll be right back with comments from The Nation right after this. And welcome to the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. Hey, Ian. Yeah. Did you know you could find us on the Danger Entertainment Network? Danger? Danger Entertainment. That's right. Sounds dangerous. It it is. It's a tad bit dangerous. You'd be shocked to find that out. You know, there's a bunch of great podcasts you can find there. Our friends from the History of Bad Ideas podcast, Who to What Now, the Saudi Geek. No, they retired. That's right. They retired. They retired. But there are a bunch of other great podcasts you can find there, along with us. Yeah, we're the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, and we do pop culture and chili cheese dogs and whatever else floats our fancy. Yeah. Check us out. For sure. For sure. We're we're on most podcatchers, so give us a look. Peace. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday Podcast, along with my co-host, Bill. Every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. Classic. You know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. For all the pioneers, I'm going way back, way back, way back. Each week we bring you hip-hop headlines, so we let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Woo News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Doc, and Hey, listener, if you've been enjoying the show and now that Game of Thrones has ended, you've canceled your HBO subscription, need a place to put that money for good, might I suggest our fan club at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon? <laughs> Look, you don't need HBO. There's no more Game of Thrones on. You throw that money our way and you will get bonus content. You get a whole uh, RSS feed with bonus episode, instant reactions, post shows, this show, the spinoff show, come out early, and lots of other fun uh, perks based on the tier. It's all at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. You guys, I think that's a good use of the HBO subscription money. I think yeah. so. Send yeah. some of it over yeah. here. Use the rest of it to pay for Disney+. Plus. I don't know. Uh, join today. All right. Let's do news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> I gotta flush yeah. that again. One chunk the extra at the end. <laughs> <laughs> One chunk floated back up. I may have to flush it a second time. 
Uh, but hey, this is the segment <laughs> where I take comments. I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> extra one at the yeah, end. Ex- a little. Not done. <laughs> a little one. Like, oh, I'm not, not done. Not done yet. Okay, now I'm done. Maybe. <laughs> uh, here's comments from our Facebook group and emails. We get uh, news from the nation, starting with an email from Tane Reese. Like I just mentioned, our fan club. So if you sign up and give us $10 a month, you can force Anthony to watch any movie you want, and we will review it. And it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of bonus movie reviews on the feed. Tane Reese ordered, sponsored the review of Water World, which we did. And Tane listened to it and wrote back. He said, I laughed so much at your review and could not agree more with most things you guys said. I didn't choose it to torture you, though. I was hoping you could see the potential. If you ever are bored, I'll tell you my version. It has more sea creatures, more hybrids, and a little bit Swiss Family Robinson. Imagine when the good guys get to dry land, the smokers had followed them, and Act 3 was a battle on ground. Everyone would be discombobulated. Anyway, I know the movie sucks, but it's a unique flick for a variety of reasons. I hope I didn't rob too much of your lives. <laughs> thanks for thanks for making this bumpkin Sodakian smile later chocolate what does Sodakian? South Dakota in? I don't know. Oh, That's what wow. I I don't know. That's what I thought. I'm probably wrong. It, I'll say one thing about Waterworld. Yeah. And I think I said it in the review, but it's I don't know if it, had, it definitely had some potential, yeah. but um it's just an average movie. Yeah. I wasn't mad watching no, it. No, it was uh it, you were entertained. Parts of it were entertaining. It was yeah. a movie. It was a movie. It was a movie that had some entertaining bits. I mean, does have great a uh, premise and great potential. I would be kind of interested to hear Tate and Reese's version because there's so many things you could do. Which they did none of. Uh, but it was still entertaining. Wes Cranford also commented on that episode. Hey, the reason this movie was made to be a big deal as a flop is because Costner was huge. And this and Postman was the end of his career. Uh, I don't think he kind of came back. He had a comeback a little bit. Where did When did he come back? Well, there was that show. Uh, it was TV. Hatfield and McCoy's. That oh. uh, apparently did good, and he actually reunited with the director that he's fired twice off movies for Waterworld and Robin Hood. Did he do Feel the Dreams before? Or after? I think that was before. before. Yeah, and then he was uh, Paul Kent in uh, Man's yeah, that's, yeah. that's not a comeback. Not a comeback, but <laughs> something you forget. He was in some movie where he was a murderer. I forgot the name. Ah, uh, he's still around. Uh, and then we mentioned Let's, he's not back. He's not back. Maybe there's no comeback. We're still waiting for him to come back or don't come back. It's fine, Kevin. Just do. I think he's doing better than Nicolas Cage is. Uh, you know what? I'll give you, I'll give you that. Uh, Nicolas Cage has had. Let's look up Nicolas Nick Cage. Nick Cage makes like seven movies a year. He does. Wasn't he in those that those chase movies? Was that National Treasure or no? That National no. Treasure was him yeah. trying to protect the uh, Constitution. Let's talk about guys with weird weird hairlines. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage made that horror movie Mandy. No, if you look up his IMDb widow, we went over this in the Ghost Rider. He's making like five to six movies a year. I've never oh, heard shit. of any of them. Yeah. yeah, but he'll be in anything. Yes, he he'll will. He'll just literally yeah, he get will. the script and show up. He will do well, anything. Well, Anthony, you missed the What the Fuck Ghost Rider, didn't you? I did. So I, I do have to say one of my favorite Nick Cage performances yeah. is him and Kick-Ass playing oh, yeah. uh, his version of Batman. the of Batman. Yeah. What's the deck? Adam West. Oh, Adam, Adam West. West. He's doing his best yeah. Adam West impersonation it's of great. Batman as Big Daddy. That's great. And he's great in Into the Spider-Verse with the old-timey kind of uh, Spider-Man noir. He will do anything. Oh, my God. Well, if you go back and listen to What the Fuck Happened to Ghost Rider, at the end, we detail why he does everything. It's because he owes the, the tax man millions of dollars. He ah. loves to spend money and b- spend money badly, and he's still trying to pay back the government. 
And so he'll just fucking take any booty. He buys a lot of stuff. He buys like dinosaur skulls and mansions yeah. and weird shit. Completely wasteful with his money. He's not good with his money. Hey, you don't, you know. Sometimes live once as sometimes the kids you say, want right? a dinosaur skull. And if I can buy yeah. one, I can buy one. Just like Mike Tyson, go, oh, I that can money, get tigers. That money, go, that, you, that money doesn't get spent when you're dead. No, you can't take it with you. That's for no. sure. What about, what about Kal-El? What's he going to do? Yeah, his son, who he named after oh. Superman. Maybe he doesn't care about his kid. <laughs> no. Just like yeah. Jor-El. Yes. Maybe that kid is a, is a nuisance. <laughs> He'll probably shoot him off into Maybe a- <laughs> that kid is a big pain in his ass. <laughs> He'll probably shoot him off in a rocket, just like Jor-El did Kal-El. Yeah. Just for no reason. That kid probably He's doesn't prob- listen to him at all. That's probably what it is. He's probably like 25. I wonder how adjusted <laughs> Nick Cage's son is. That's a good question. I don't know what he's doing. Cal- and does he go by Cal-El or he's just like, just call me Cal, Cal please. Uh, let's forget this whole fucking Superman thing. I've heard it my whole life. He'd probably be really annoyed. Uh, moving on. Uh, we did our season six extra bonus midweek finale. Uh, it's in the feed. Joe Henry, listener who is a huge Game of Thrones fan, writes... Thank you for the extra episode, Imran, Anthony, and Rugboy. I agree with everything you brought up, including your ratings for the show as a whole and this last season. Two questions. Would any of you watch Game of Thrones over again from the beginning? And should fans be worried about Star Wars? I will start with question number one. I would absolutely watch the whole thing over again. No problem. <laughs> and I would look forward to it. Anthony, I know. I think I know your answer because you answered it on the last spinoff show. I did. But if uh, you didn't hear it on the spinoff show... My answer is no, I would not watch the entire thing. But that's not because of the quality of the show. I would watch it just for the boobs. (laughs) (laughs) No no question. For me, it's not because of the quality. It's because I'm not the type to rewatch an entire series long of shows because it's just I've lived it once. I can go back and watch the best parts, but I'm not watching. You're a one and done. I'm a one and done when it comes to TV shows. Rugs, would you watch Game of Thrones over again from the beginning? Like right now? no, No, not now, but. Like in 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, why not? After a little bit of time, I would say, uh, same, I would actually watch it again. It's, the only, a, it's a great The experience. only thing that could get me to watch it again would be two things. Yeah. I have a really hot chick that I'm dating. And she's never seen it. She's never seen it. Mm. Or my kid in the future wants to watch it. Oh, snap. Okay. Then I'd be like, okay, fine. Future little Anthony, sit your dad down. We're going to watch eight episodes. Yeah. Come over here and sit on my lap, kid. Get ready for boobies and incest. Yeah. Oh, You're going to love it. I uh, but I also think the fact that we binged seven seasons at once, waited two years, and then watched it week to week. I kind of want to do the whole experience in one shot and see how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a little bit different. Did you see the Game of Thrones uh, pitch meeting? Oh, oh my god! The, it is so the good. Screen Rant pitch meeting videos are great, and the Game of Thrones ones absolutely nails it. The season eight one yes, he's dead was masterful. Did we forget about that? Yeah. I, you know what? I forgot about that. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And it's all his points are. It's exactly what we said, too. He just put it in a lot quicker, entertaining way. Yeah. Uh, I'll put a link to that in show notes. It is in the Facebook group. Also, if you join, you can see it there. The second question, Rugs, should fans be worried about Star Wars? That's a very interesting question. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Because like, like the way that I see it is that people, uh, especially these guys, once they get to a certain level and they have a little bit of pull, they think they can do what they want. And they're like, well, I did Game of Thrones. They could do anything. And now that there's a little stench on them, yeah. maybe they'll think twice and they're going to probably ride them a little bit. Because if they would have hit a home run with Game of Thrones, I think the people at Star Wars would be like, 
all right, anytime that they question, it, like, look, we just did Game of Thrones and we not we nailed. They would it. let them get away with whatever they so want. They'd be like, yeah, maybe mm. we'll give you some slack. So I don't think I think that this bad reception to the the final episode is going to give Disney and the people in the Star Wars franchise uh, a little bit more hesitance to like let them do whatever they want. Interesting, Anthony. Do you think Kathleen Kennedy should be quality checking them along the way now when they're making Star Wars? I mean, I don't know to her level, but somebody I would be a little bit concerned. I actually would. I've started to come around on this idea that uh, without the books, they kind of faltered a little bit. And they had uh, there's a a funny meme, I think, online where they basically write out all the plot threads that uh, these guys set up through the books and and then never paid off. There's a bunch of them. You know, with the the White Walkers Mm -hmm. and the symbols Mm -hmm. and Aegon Targaryen, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So. I'd be a little concerned because they definitely stumbled along the way. And then I had watched a video online from Cosmonaut Variety Hour, who does uh, video essays. And he pointed out something that uh, I forgot about. It's, and it's been about 10 years now, so take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. But Benoff also co-wrote X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, oh shit. Oh, he did, did he? He did. Wow. Yeah. Well, but look. <laughs> He's, uh, he's been writing a lot since then. He's been writing a lot since then. It's gotten better. But to your point, we clearly saw with source material, the show, epic, Shakespearean, perfectly also nuanced. Wrote Troy. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. I remember I saw that in the theater. I didn't know Troy why. Troy's good, though. It's, yeah. We got some mixed reviews. It wasn't, uh, I, why did I go see that? It was good fucking gladiator action. I Brad Pitt. It was when, like, the gladiator shit was popular. I guess that's why I went to see it. It's funny, like, they, they, uh, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, they hired these guys because they were like, Game of Thrones, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like, this is the perfect hire to take over Star Wars, right? Yeah. They're going to have so much momentum. And then it all has kind of went to shit with this last season. I think it's a lapse in leadership from D&B or D&D or whatever the fuck we call them. Yeah. Um, because if they really cared about how this ended, they should have convinced the cast they should have gone and said, you know what, or I don't know if it was them that turned it down or the cast that turned it down. I don't know what the machinations behind the scenes were, but like they should have like pushed to try and close it out the right way instead of trying to truncate everything into these six episodes. Yeah. So they they made that. That's that's a shitty decision that they made. That's like a really poor decision. The cast reaction. I feel like they weren't even sold on this ending because a lot of them kept saying this. You are not going to like this ending. It was shocking. As this point, people are going to be yeah, mad. But now they're all coming to the defensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think that's a lot of that's people just twisting the fact that people were saying the actors were saying you're not going to like this ending because they knew. Yeah. I don't think they thought it because of the quality. I thought they said it because of the fact that they went all out on turning Danny into yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. The turn. Uh, yeah. I mean. I'm just saying it's kind of funny. Like this, Kathleen Kennedy had to have been like, we had a home run, D&D, leading the Star Wars franchise. And now there's all this bad pub around D&D because of Game of Thrones. Plus, they don't really, the Star Wars uh, Kathleen Kennedy people, don't have the greatest track record with uh, directors and projects, do they? Out of like the five they hired. They don't have the greatest track. Made it out. I was going to say, they don't have the greatest track record with this whole reboot of the Star Wars franchise. Yes. Not reboot, yeah. but this whole Continuation. new era yes. Yes. of Star yes. Wars. I mean, on the one hand, it could work out that there isn't any source material and they could they have the freedom to do whatever they want, but it's still got to hit the Star Wars quality level. That depends on who you ask. Yeah. If you ask yeah. a Star yeah. Wars apologist, yeah. they're yeah. going to tell you that, what, are you crazy? Yeah. She's the best thing that ever happened to the franchise. Yeah. She's diversifying everything. Mm. She's making it accessible to everyone. 
So it depends on who you ask. She also had to fire Lord and Miller, caught making Solo cost so much movie and become the first Star Wars movie that actually lost money. There's also the fact there's also the what the Last Jedi, which I've heard for a while now, is subversion for subversion's sake. Yeah, Col- yeah. yeah. Colin Trevorrow was on board at one point. I, Colin Trevorrow, <laughs> I, I did. I, I wanted to latch onto something you just said yeah, though. Yeah, is and again, not. I'll, I'll always say this: not a Star Wars guy. So leave it up to you. But you go. You said, well, they have to. She has to make sure that this is up to Star Wars level quality. Yeah. What is Star Wars I'm level quality? Sure because I heard the prequels were all bad. Yeah. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on this new era of yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. So what? What is Star? You know, we've had what, uh, 11, nine, eight, ten movies. Yeah. What? How? How many are? How many have legitimately been like good, great movies? Does it? I mean, has it been half? What's the Star Wars level quality what, at this point? I guess I meant more like, will it feel well, like Star well, Wars? Well, what is that? Now, Anthony, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Boy. All right, because you have to consider all the things. All right, so you got. The first three movies, which are obviously they broke all kinds of ground effects wise, did, you know, introduced mysticism and, and all of these, these things that now are in every movie. Yeah. Those are the bar. The trilogy. Okay. Then when we got to the prequels, Lucas did this whole new thing where he made these, this virtual set. Yeah. Where everything was like done on green screen and. And all these digital characters, and so, and all these digital characters, like you know, warring with each other. Now, granted, I didn't like the droids. I didn't like the characters that they introduced. I thought they were too cartoony. But he still, there is a level of quality that everybody after those movies were released were were using all of that stuff. Mm. Like the level of 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 design in those films, of world building in those films, are huge. So yes, were they uh, script wise? Acting wise, the greatest movies probably not, but stunt wise, effects wise, they were at the top of their thing. Uh, all of these, uh, you know, at that moment. So I don't know. I mean, there is a level of quality now. Whether does it translate to a good movie? No, but I think there are levels of quality there. But um, I think that the levels of quality in these movies have been great. Just the writing quality is what is the lowest. I think. I think. I think it's adherence to what makes Star Wars great. People losing some people are losing sight of that. So George Lucas made it all about the prequels, all about these this political shit in the first one that no one cared about, mm-hmm. and uh, started to kind of get back to it as Attack of the Clones and the and Return and Revenge of the Sith. They started to kind of latch on to what what was needed to be told, and then with the Force Awakens, we got that uh, excitement again, and then all of a sudden, I think this one really threw it off the rails let me let me inter- let me say somewhere right here i think the the biggest thing that makes m- people happy in movies yes like cinematography is great and actors and set design and visual effects are all great but if writing sucks mm. for me that's the common thread throughout when people complain the most it starts with writing it's writing it with the script with the and the writing yeah. yeah yeah and you saw it here in game of thrones where yeah like amazing still the sets were amazing costume design was amazing but the writing wasn't as good, and uh, if you and and you and you notice that with like the Star Wars films, like yeah, the the everything's up to par, but the writing is a little off, and that's when people. It seems to me, at least, in in filmmaking, if the writing the right if great writing can overcome bad Every other day. stuff, yeah, yes. but the other stuff can't overcome bad writing. I was just gonna say that yes, good writing can save a badly shot, edited, acted movie, 
but it doesn't work the other way around. My best favorite example of that is the movie Clerks. A very grainy film. Uh, the shots are not exposed well. The acting isn't great. Uh, but the fucking writing, the jokes in that movie save that whole movie. It's way better than the movie you made, and and yeah. that's imagine that's if an like Quentin Tarantino shot that movie. Oh shit! <laughs> Different actors. Which one? Star Wars? No, Clerks. Star Clerks. Jesus Christ! Quentin Tarantino Clerks. They would just end up shooting each other every act of the movie. <laughs> There'd be a Mexican standoff at the end over a gallon of milk, and uh, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> John what I, what I meant by uh, yeah. quality is, it seems like to me people are living off the fact that that trilogy was amazing. The original. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's just and what then, and it's been time. uneven. Yeah. It's been uneven writing ever since, and we're still yeah. like, "Oh, look, like Star Wars is is a pedestal," but you know, it is shit. Forty years now. It's yeah. It'll be over forty years. Uh, they're ending the saga. They've been over uneven 40 ever years since. Later, can JJ stick the landing? I don't know. I just feel like whenever you get people with money involved, producers yeah. involved, and that that are trying to adapt something that they don't own themselves. Mm. It gets dicey. Like Lucas, even though he misfired with the pre- prequels, I think he could have probably gotten it the second time around. Because I think he was trying too many new things to try and be new, mm. and he kind of lost focus of, all right, the, the, you know, I'm putting this little kid going yowie zowie in, <laughs> in the movie, and it's people are gonna think it's stupid. well, it's like he had too many he, digital toys to play it with. Seemed, it seemed like he almost needed an editor. He, did, yeah. he didn't understand kids yeah. at that point, which is like, why yeah. Empire Strikes Back, the movie he didn't direct, is uh, like one of the best movies because he was there to set the outline, but he didn't direct the movie or write it. Yeah, he should still be involved. He should be involved as producer. They and as, his ass out. Yeah, he's done. He's like, give me my $4 billion. I'm out. You can do, like, whatever you want. do whatever you want. Make money off of it. I read there's a huge Vanity Fair piece about episode nine and how they're shooting in Jordan. And it's going, it's on location. And beautiful photos by Annie Leibovitz on set in this article. And there's a picture of Luke and R2. And uh, so I don't know what that means. If he's a force ghost or if he's still in the movie, he's not dead. But uh, they also, I read another thing about how he re- was able to reuse the Carrie Fisher stuff from Force Awakens. And really, he wrote it around what he had left to make it work. So sounds like she's in this movie a lot. Is, is the D&D stuff going to be episode 10, 11, I 12? Is that what they're doing? I, ho- I, don't, I hope not. Or is that, Ryan, what's Ryan Johnson's thing? Uh, I don't know what that that's is. Gone. That, oh, that's gone now? Well, he, I think he so. may be doing a TV show. We don't know. There hasn't been any word. And then The Mandalorian is also canon? That's, yes, that's canon. That's Disney Plus. And then there's one with uh, Diego uh, Luna playing oh, that's something different? Cassian Andor from Rogue One. Oh. That's another show. Oh, Jesus Christ. But The Mandalorian stuff looks and feels like Star Wars from what I've seen. Uh I hmm. think episode nine will be the end of this trilogy of trilogies and the their Skywalker. Tri- yes. Uh, and their thing will be a new thing. Okay. I think that's the best bet for them is to just set us up with a new Probably, thing. Probably. Right. Yeah. Cause the, the Skywalker stuff seemed like really pissed people off in last it's, year. Let's just finish it out. I hope it again, another big thing that's ending this year. It's like any game, game of Thrones. We got star Wars Skywalker saga ending. It's a big ending. Will they be able to stick this landing? I don't know. I don't feel like there's as much momentum though. Like Endgame and Game of Thrones were chugging. Yeah, I feel like this is like this one hit uh, some fucking stumbles along the way. Where are we going? Uh, yeah, and now it needs to like rev back up. But like we've talked about, Star Wars will be ruling Christmases for for Christmases to come, alternating with Avatar. So 
they got to end it and then keep the hype for what's coming next. Yeah, I don't West. know. I mean, I don't know. I have a little bit more faith in J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Uh, that I do with Ryan Johnson. And I like Ryan Johnson as a director. Yeah. I just think he handled this very poorly. Mm. Like he was a dick to the fans. Yeah. He was an asshole. He went in and thought that he was doing some brilliant shit, but like he clearly doesn't understand. Like we don't want to see a low speed chase for an hour. <laughs> I'm surprised they let him <laughs> and a side story they, that goes nowhere. They approved all this and kind of let him do what, what they he wanted. did would have meant something. It would have been worth yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just like with the Game of Thrones. It's like we we watched this whole time and then that was it. Like that's it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that you set up is not happening. So yeah. I hated that casino stuff. Yeah, it's kind of had no it was uh, it was unnecessary. But you never want to go that was it when you're trying to end something. You never want the viewer to do that. That's not no. the, you know yeah. uh so look, it's that thing where JJ set up the plates, Ryan Johnson came in, smashed all the plates on the ground. Now JJ's got to fucking glue all the plates back together and stack them up, and that's probably <laughs> what's going to happen. And he's got Lando Calrissian along for the ride. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I don't know how. How do you think the Last Jedi is going to fare in the in in the grand scheme of things? Like after this trilogy's over, I don't know. I think a lot of people skip it because, like, <laughs> usually the middle movies are actually the good ones. Decent. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's coming out December. Jamie Robinson. Uh, who is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast? Yeah. Like, <laughs> great podcast. If you like old school hip hop, he left a comment on our Facebook group. Who was your favorite Riddler? No one mentioned Jim Carrey or I throat punch you. Also, who would you want to see as a new Riddler? I'm going Gorshin as the classic Frank Gorshin from Batman 66 and James McAvoy. For a new Riddler, this ties back to the Batman. Uh you know what? I uh, I enjoyed the Jim Carrey Riddler. Anybody else? Sure. He was, no. I, you know, of course, it's over the top, but like watching him do that was like he was having so much fun doing that. For me, I mean, who my favorite Riddler is? That's not even a question because there is no favorite Riddler nope. for me. It's either Jim Carrey or the guy from the 60s show, right? That's Frank Gorshin. I'm going to go with neither. Uh, Ruggs, what about the guy from Gotham who is a not a bad Edward Nigma Riddler? Oh, he's not guy. bad. He's not bad. I mean, he's better than the both of those. I think he's the be- he's the better of the three. There has not been a lot of people who played Riddler. That Riddler is true. is always going to be difficult because he's always going to live in the shadow of the Joker. Right. How do you set him apart? It's kind of I similar, but how do you set him the apart? The Riddler could be great if you get a guy that is like a good actor that can portray a very intelligent but twisted person. Who, do, who would you pick? Uh, some Skarsgård guy. Oh, one of the Skarsgårds would not be bad, actually. The guy who played <laughs> it, Pennywise? No, the, no, the guy who's married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. I forgot his name. But, um, is he a Skarsgård? Is it Alexander Skarsgård? Somebody else in the group uh, put out David Tennant. And I was like, that's not a bad Maybe. pick. That's not a bad Peter pick. Skarsgård. Peter Skarsgård. Peter Skarsgård. Yeah, I think that he'd be a great Riddler. Because he's, he's kind of smarmy. Yeah. And he's like always like. And he's got a little bit of a creepy vibe. Like a smart, yeah. like a kind of socially awkward, smart guy. That's what kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just always get that vibe from him. Like he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Or he's like, or he's, got a, he's got a scheme. 
It ru- yeah. Carrie actually ruined it for me because he was doing his best Joker impression as the Riddler. Uh, yeah, I guess it was all. And, and then also it, you had. Uh, I like James McAvoy though. McAvoy is a good pick for as Riddler. It's a tricky character. It's a tough James character Mike. to write well for a movie. Also, uh, but the David Tennant McAvoy. Those are all. Yeah, good. Because, I mean, he's a tough character because yeah. he's not a physical foil right. for Batman. It's all mental at all. Yeah, yeah. It's all fucking jokes. He can't riddles. He can't figure out that there's a timer and then a giant hourglass turns over and he gets buried. That's every he, Batman. He's basically like PG thirteen saw. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Over and over again. <laughs> yeah. The dude, the Gotham Riddler. He's he, they, he did a good job, and that Penguin was also pretty good. Uh, for what they had going. So good question. Yeah, but we you know we've seen them in film before. I'd like to see some of his other new fi- uh, villains. Well, I mean, well, Matt Reeves is going to bring back a bunch of villains we've seen. If if he's, I like to see the owl guy, Owl Man. No, from the Court of Owls. Oh, oh yeah, the Court cool. of Owls people. That would be cool too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good question from Jamie Robinson. Paul Mass checking in. Quick question for you all: Is anyone watching Chernobyl on HBO? Anybody? Rugs, Anthony? No. no? Um, one of my coworkers is really pushing hard for me to watch it, but I've already canceled my HBO. Oh, snap. Well, I have watched all three episodes that are out. Any good? It's fucking riveting. It's horrifying. It's riveting. It's uh, historically pretty goddamn accurate from what I'm told. Also, shout out to the nation for recommending the great companion podcast from HBO that features the, the showrunner, the creator, and another guy, and they talk about it episode by episode. You learn a lot. Uh, and it's, it's, it's amazing. You forget that's, that we were almost had a huge nuclear global planet wide fucking disaster. And it just, it happened in 1986. Like I barely remember. I was fucking 10 years old. Uh, and, uh, it, this, it's really good. Here's one weird thing, right? It all takes place in Russia, Russian characters, Russian names. Is Von Drago in this? Va- Ivan? No. No. <laughs> but there are Russian characters. No Russian accents. Everyone has just British accents. That's well. That take that would take me out of it, right? From you the know start. what? You kind of get, it bothered me for a little bit, but it's the acting, and it's so good that you get over it. And it, mm. in the first episode of the podcast, they do address it. He's like, "No Russian accents. Why?" The reason was they tried to do uh, have the actors audition Russian accents, and it very quickly became like a Boris Natasha stereotype comedic comic thing. Mm. It just was, and the actors weren't able to give really sincere performances, right? So they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Just be yourself. Talk the way you do. This meant they can't hire any Americans. Everyone has, it's a little bit weird, but you do forget about it pretty quick because the story, the storytelling is so riveting. It starts with the explosion and unfolds hour by hour in an amazing turn of events, d- decisions, series of decisions. And every moment you're like, that fucking really happened? Holy shit, that happened? Uh, every moment. Oh, it's like, shit. Oh, it's so good. I highly recommend it. Uh, I, I, the, the, the event itself is fascinating and horrific and normal the event itself has yeah. always been a very fascinating thing and for basically it's been known for you know a re- the first reactor core ever on the planet explodes this has never happened before in russia and the government covered it up initially the only reason they got caught is because scandinavia a day later calls them going hey what's this nuclear smoke these there's a weird smell coming over here and then they had to release it to the public uh these decisions they make but they also try to paint the Russian workers, the citizens as heroes with the stuff they did sacrifice a lot for the state to try to stop it because 
they caused it and they were the only ones who were, who would be able to stop it by sacrificing people to go in there and fucking do shit. It's so the show is getting to what actually happened. Like, how did this happen? I'm sure you're going to tell us. Uh, no, I don't know. Cause the show <laughs> is try- slowly like they're figuring out. I mean, everyone knows what happened. People are not really sure why it's so good. I recommend it. Chernobyl badass. Mm. So that's kept, that's kept. Sounds cool. Dude, I kept my HBO subscription. I, you're a sucker. I did not cancel because I got watch it. There's a lot of good shit on HBO, though. I will argue. Sounds like a show my mom would watch. Dude, there's a lot of good content on there. Vice, the Vice show is great. The Deadwood movie's coming out. Uh, Do you have time? I don't know. I was up till like one o'clock watching Chernobyl <laughs> yesterday. Actually, I was like, I, because it was so good, I wanted to like you want to keep watching. You watch the next episode immediately. Breathe, fucking so good. Uh, Matthew Lawrence had a great comment here. He writes, my three-year-old calls Oreos Areos and has ice cream right now, constantly saying he has crushed up Areos, and I can't help but think of Roberto Bambino and how he keeps saying area. Anyways, I'm laughing inside. Talking nerd. Well, when I read the name Area, (laughs) it's like Aryan, the Aryan race. So that's how I say it. That's how it's spelled. It's not spelled. That's a good like, point. There's just take know, the with, N off Aryan. Yeah. So that's why I always revert to area. <laughs> but, you know, Aria. But if you yeah. listen to the show. I can say it. It's not like oh, I yeah. can't say it. I just, it's my first inclination to say it like the way <laughs> I read it. People love you saying area, though. That comment has come up. Yeah. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I always thought it was weird how Maisie Williams would say her own name. Like she would swallow the R. She'd be like, I- I'm Aya Stock. Like you wouldn't, she wouldn't even hear the R. So she does. She goes, Arya. She goes, Arya. 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 Arya the Explorer. Arya the Explorer. Arya. Oh, yeah. It's good, yeah. Arya. <laughs> Finally, last thing for the show. Seth Morgan just posted this on the Facebook group. Is it too soon to start making plans for show number? Too soon. Too soon. I can't talk today, Black Miller. Is it too soon to start making plans for show number 300? Oh, shit. For 250, we did the roast. I've got a couple ideas. We wanted to throw this out there and see if it gets any bites. The roast was amazing. I'm sure he has a bunch of ideas. And yes, it's too soon. But if you want to keep, if you want to start planning it, go ahead. Listen, it's 25 weeks away. This all involves buttholes in, in Dazzling. <laughs> Listener. And members of the nation. I'm sure, Imran, you'll get a big fucking statue with. Is that, like the, is you, that what's gonna happen? It, it's like it's gonna be the Michelangelo statue. Can you imagine a, with your face on a it? A bronze statue in a park out of my outside of my house and gray pubes, like the Captain America statue in Brooklyn, but it's just me. Yeah, yeah. is that no, what I'm, ta- you're I'm talking about? I'm talking about the the Michelangelo statue. Oh yes, but was that? Yeah, yeah. He's got a that what, tiny penis. Yeah. yeah, he does. It's in white though. It's marble. Beautiful I know, marble. so it'd be perfect for you. It would. That's actual penis just size. your face. Yeah. I'm sure Seth or someone will just like, they'll like all pool their money and just give it to you. Well, look, listener, it's... Would you want that, Iman? Please don't do that. That is a waste of municipal funds. Oh, by the way, I was thinking about this. Yeah. If anybody wants to send anything to me, just send it to Imran. Yes, because Rugboy does not have a P.O. box. Uh, no. Hit me up and I will... Well, I should yeah. get a P.O. box because I'm not giving out yeah, my address. Stop to giving people. out your fucking address. Jesus I, uh, Christ. A few people have it. That's about it. Imran has no problem giving out. <laughs> I will uh, try to figure out a P.O. box or something. But yeah, Seth wanted to send you stuff for that awesome video. Shout out to Lisa Morrison. <laughs> I hope you guys He's saw got that. 25 weeks to plan something good for Look, 300. all the listeners. If you guys have ideas, 
uh, go ahead, join the nation, send them in because I, we don't have any ideas. And for God's sake, if anybody uh, suggests a clip show, do you know how much fucking work oh, that is? Unless you give me the exact episode and time code, I will do the work. But I'm no, we're not going back. I'm not listening to things to fucking pull clips for a clip show. Yeah, you guys want clips? You give us the time code. We'll pull or it. something else like a roast. Oh, look, the roast was amazing. We loved it. Uh, it's in your, the ball is in your court, listener. Show 300. What do you want it to be? Make it your show. What if it's, what if the listeners write in their favorite moments of the show and then we just pick our favorites that they write about? They can send in a speak pipe about the favorite moments. They can fucking. No one's going to remember this. No, I know. Half a year away. 25 weeks away. (laughs) Well, look, we did two episodes this week, so we burned a number. You never know. It could be less. I like the forethought, Seth Morgan. Uh, Keep it in the forefront of the listener. All right, that's the show, gang. Anything else? Any final comments? No. I um, watched this documentary, which is six years old now, called Blackfish on Netflix. Black Miller? Oh, I've seen Blackfish about the uh, killer. uh, Yeah, it was interesting because I listened to Phil Demers, I believe, who was on Joe Rogan, and he referenced it. Uh, He was a aquatics or marine land trainer in Canada, and he referenced how how these... uh, Sea World and the like ilk, their ilk treat the animals. Is so that also about watching. like the Japanese killing pool area where they trap them? Oh, I don't think so. That's I a think different that's, one. That's a different show, different, different documentary. Yeah, but this one's about the killer whales in captivity and how they kill people. Orcas. It orcas, was about the orcas. Yeah. And yeah, Sea World is just wrong and probably should be so shut that was out. interesting. Oh, and uh, I will plug my next two weeks of the spinoff oh, show. Oh, you got some good guests coming up. As currently scheduled, I have um, someone who's been on the Voice from the Underground podcast and a few other podcasts. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this. I don't think she's going to listen to this show, but if I am butchering this, she is a phone sex operator. Oh, shit. Her name's Ren. I'll have her on this next spinoff. And then in two weeks, post-Godzilla King of the Monsters release, I will have Dope Pope on the spinoff show. Yeah. Oh, that's a get. Dope Pope's yeah. been on the show. Listener, if that doesn't make you want to subscribe and get these awesome right 3D now. 3D artist. Yeah. How would you describe him? Yeah. 3D. ZBrush. Kaiju. Uh, no. 3D. He might have worked on some films. Yeah. He might have done some production. Check him out on Instagram. Ah, uh, but I can't wait to hear the phone sex operator. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. She emailed me the other day and goes, hey, are you single? Because I don't want to <laughs> piss off. Your girlfriend, if you are dating someone, because I'll be—I'm pretty flirty. Ah, like, she I'm is. Cool. I've heard her on Voice from the Underground, and she flirts with all of them, like right in front of everybody else, like on the show. It's great. It's hilarious. It'll be interesting. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. All right, listener. That means you want to subscribe if you have it, because uh, you can't miss that. Rugs, where can they find you online? You can find me on Twitter at really rugboy, and say what's up. What's yeah. up? And show notes for this episode, jockinair.com slash 276 for links to everything we talked about, how to use our Amazon affiliate link if you're shopping on Amazon in the U.S., Canada. It's another way you can support the show, how to get in touch, where to subscribe. Uh, we are on the Pandoras, the Spotify's. You'll have a link to our Instagram and Jockinair, Twitter at Jockinaircast. And, of course, listener, the most important thing you could do if you like the show Tell one person and then tell another person and just keep telling people until uh, people get really concerned about your mental state. Because that's how we spread this show. Tell your friends. Uh, grab their phone. Show them how to subscribe. Thanks for listening. 
to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep ya next time. My balls was hot. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Jock and Nerd. You're still here? You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go. Go home. It's over. Get out of here. Go home. All right? Leave. Leave. I'm calling the cops. Get out of here. Get out. Well, I, it, the ending of Ferris Wheel wasn't that long a thing, but uh, go. Go. Get the fuck out. Uh, he didn't say that either, but that's me ad-libbing. Okay, just go, 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 go.